Howdy, howdy, my friends, and welcome to episode 204 of Keeping Up With The King. This is uh, the Run of the Bells podcast as we take our daily run through the book of Matthew. We are in Matthew chapter 19, and uh, the context of what we're reading today is following what's often called the Jesus Council to the Rich Young Ruler, where this uh, young man comes up to Jesus and says, what shall I do? Uh, what good thing shall I do to uh, in, inherit uh, eternal life? Um, and Jesus' reply, of course, is, you know, why do you call me good? No one is good except for God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And then, of course, the guy says, well, which ones, right? Because rather than saying, okay, I got to keep all the commandments, that's okay. He says, which ones? Because he's he's justifying himself. That's the whole point. The whole point is that he's he wants to know if he's good enough. And so Jesus says, keep the commandments. He goes, which ones? So Jesus names off six. And um, and he goes, oh, I've, I've kept all of those from my youth. And um, what do I still lack? And so that's I think that's kind of interesting because he recognizes that he's still lacking somewhere. And and perhaps he was hoping Jesus would say, oh, no, then you're good. Go your way. But one way or another, uh, Jesus, Jesus says to him, all these, uh, if you want to be perfect, go sell uh, what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And when the young man heard this saying, he was, he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. So that's followed up with Jesus talking about the difficulty uh, for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven, and he talks about the you know the camel passing through the eye of the needle, and in verse twenty seven. Peter says, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So, again, just talking about the the difficulty that a rich man has in entering the kingdom of heaven. It's easier for him to trust in his riches than in uh, the Lord. And the, here's a guy that uh, says, I've done all the right things. But he refuses to leave all, you know, and follow Jesus. And yet, here Peter recognizes that they have so peter answered and said see we have left all and followed you therefore what shall we have so Jesus said to him assuredly i say to you that in the regeneration when the son of man sits on the throne of his glory you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of israel and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. So Jesus goes on to answer Peter's question and he tells him, yeah, you guys are going to be sitting on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he goes on and he says, you know, everyone who has left things for my sake receive a hundredfold or inherit eternal life and so just point of course is that if you have if if coming to him came at a cost to you if you you know were rejected by family members if you were uh, if you it cost you your inheritance whatever he's saying you know what you're going to receive in heaven is so much greater it's so much greater you know we see those verses like um in second uh, corinthians chapter four and uh, where it talks about, you know, the the results uh, that there are eternal results for or to 
the things that we are going through in this life that there that God is doing um, lasting works. In in Second Corinthians four seven uh, four seventeen. Actually, let's go back to sixteen four sixteen. This is Second Corinthians four sixteen. Paul wrote, "Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory." And so what he says here is, you know, our light affliction, which is but for a moment. He's talking about the things that we're going through in this lifetime, and in light of eternity, they're 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 just a moment. They're here and gone. And he said, but he says the payoff though is much greater. He says, for those things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The things that that God is doing in us, those unseen works, um, it's working for us. In verse seventeen, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. He goes on, and what I was reading a second ago was verse eighteen, where he says, "Well, we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen." But the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And this is one of those great keys of, of the Christian life, is just to recognize the importance of the unseen things. It's very easy for us to get our focus on what we see and to walk by sight instead of you know trusting in the Lord, walking according to his word, walking in faith. It's very easy for us to look at the present situation and only see the difficulty, only see the trial, only see the pain, and not see the payoff later on, and not see the work that God's doing through it. And I believe one of the great challenges and one of the great um, areas of Christian maturity is when we get to that spot where we can say in those difficult times, you know, God's, God's going to use this. God is going to use this to do a work in me, and God's going to use this for his glory. And so I don't have to freak out about it. I don't have to be distraught and, and without hope. Um, it's, you know, one of those things I was thinking about this week is that in the Old Testament, it says that um, that a high priest is not to rend his garments. He's not to tear his clothes, right? Because that was a, a, uh, a cultural idea that they would, uh, that the people would, would uh, practice uh, the tearing of their clothes in times where they're great, you know, great distress or great mourning or um, they would, they would tear their clothes. And you'll see that, you know, as you read through the Bible, you'll see, you know, that such, such and such happened and, you know, they, they tore their clothes. And what's really fascinating to me about that is that when Jesus is brought before the high priest and he speaks, one of the things that says, you know, when the, the high priest believes what he's saying is blasphemy, he rips his robe. Um, which, according to the Jewish law, would disqualify him as high priest. Um, because the high priest is never supposed to be hopeless. He's the one who is representing men to God. And he should never be one who's hopeless. Because he has a God who is a God of hope and a God of purpose. And a God of, that has uh, given us great um, and and wonderful promises that we can stand upon and trusting in him and what he has said we, we ought never be hopeless especially when we read these things like we you know we're reading in matthew in uh what we well what we read today um where he says you know anyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or, or children and lands for my sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life you know there's there's 
there's a greater payoff in the trusting of the Lord. And sometimes it, the payoff is not in this lifetime, but that's okay because we know this lifetime is a very small piece of the eternal story that we are a part of if we know Jesus. And the last thing he said, which I think is very interesting, is where he says, but many who are first will be last in the last first. You know, in this world, we have these hierarchies, these um, ideas of what and who is important. There are people in this world that are given uh, a great deal of focus and importance that sadly, in the eternal picture, they have very little importance. You know, I, I think about these people like um, famous rock stars and musicians who are put on these incredible pedestals who are virtually worshipped by thousands and thousands, well, maybe millions of people, who people spend all this time listening to their messages, listening to their music over and over and over, memorizing the words, the songs, even memorizing the guitar solos. You know, and I think I think we all relate to that, that there are all these people that that uh, have such a, their, their music and their message has such an impact on the world. And sadly, so few of them have used that gift and that talent for the purpose it was given to them. Not for their own glory, not for spreading the the lies or the philosophies of the world, but it was given to them so that they might use it for the glory of God. And so in this world, they're seen as the first. They're seen as the the elite, the utmost. They're the ones receiving the you know the the presidential honors at the Kennedy Center. They're the ones that are are put in the Hall of Fame. Uh, they're the ones who get gold records that we you know that we we honor with these things and yet in eternity what good is any of what good are any of those things and and i think that's you know just point is there's going to be those people that are considered lowly and last in this world that will be first in the kingdom and when we read on in the chapter 20 we're going to see that he kind of illustrates that anyway god bless you hope you have a wonderful day talk to you soon